Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Knowing how to cook one meal for the whole family is a challenge. At least it's a challenge when you have small, fussy eaters. Aaron Harvey first appeared in 2010 on MasterChef, but as he started to have his own family, he turned his culinary talents into feeding his wife while she was pregnant, already five stars in my book, and then his daughter when she was old enough. He's just released a cookbook called A House Husband's Guide, Our Meal, Their Meal, The Little Ones and Grown Ups Cookbook, and he joins me now in the studio. Hi, Aaron. How hello, are you? Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, now that you say the title out loud, it's uh, it's quite a mouthful, isn't it? I, made, I should have made it a little shorter. Let's just call it Our Meal, Their Meal. So <laughs> Let's call it. Yeah, yeah. That, thank okay. you. That's very kind go. of you. No problem. Um, so I have seen quite a few cookbooks for families, and what strikes me about this one is the variety of dishes that you've included, different types of foods. Was that intentional? It was. Um, when I gave myself the challenge of writing a cookbook for uh, families and for, you know, more importantly, little kids, um, I, I kind of sat there and went, well, you know, my kid eats this, but uh, I don't know about anyone else's. So I, I purposely tried to make it as broad as I possibly could um, and, and to try and be, uh, what's the right way to say it? Uh, uh, a, a little bit of a, a cultural kind of uh, rainbow there. So there was a little bit from everywhere. Um, so, you know, like learning a language when you're younger, you know, your brain does that. Learning flavours from around the world might open up your palate a little bit. Well, what I find interesting about that is, you know, when you say all different types of foods, you, you have curries, you have Japanese dishes in there, a lot of things that appeal to me as an adult. But how do you make those more adventurous foods palatable for children? I think, I think you've just got to have your mind in little person world, you know, um, I think, you know, you've got to avoid stuff that's overly spicy, um, uh, you know, maybe, you know, be aware of what they're game to try, what they're not game to try. And remember that, you know, I mean, look, I like to approach dinner time and it's a horrible metaphor, but, uh, like a battlefield, you know, um, and if you're going to win a war, um, you can't always, you know, be the nice guy and fight fair. Sometimes you've got to have secret weapons and fight dirty. So I believe that if, you know, especially when they're younger children, especially toddlers, you know, they, they, they get this opinion about the world. They, they for the first time ever, they can say what they want to do and what they don't want to do. So, um, you know, they exercise that at the dinner table. So hiding vegetables is a really good way to get them to eat vegetables without them knowing. But uh, putting larger chunks of vegetables amongst the hidden stuff so they can eat around it and learn about these things is a good way to go. So my thinking is, 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 is be adventurous with them. Remember that children don't take to things the first time and repetition is the key and persistence is the key. And it might take five or six times for a kid to eat something. But if you let them pick around stuff at the start, bit by bit by bit, uh, and lead by example, I think that you can win that war at the dinner table. And that's how I've approached this book very much that, you know, it might not be a, a win first uh, time around, but over time, um, you'll hopefully get to be able to teach your children uh, good culinary habits that will serve them well, not only when they're children, but when they're growing up as well. And you will enjoy the meal in the meantime. And you important. don't have to deal with all of the 
you know. And we all know what I'm talking about that happens at the dinner table and sometimes makes that bottle of scotch look really appealing at the end of a meal. Um, now, it is called A House Husband's Guide. It is. Did you choose any of these re- recipes to appeal to men in the house? Well, I can only write from a male perspective, being a male. Um, <laughs> my first cookbook was uh, called A House Husband's Guide and it was actually a cookbook for men, a pregnancy cookbook for men. And it was designed to get men involved in their partner's pregnancies um, or, not, you know, okay, that's the wrong thing. Get the other partner involved in their partner's pregnancies. Um, I, I do write from a male point of view. I'm a guy, but, you know, if you can get past <laughs> that, their recipes anyone can enjoy. Oh, well, I have to say I'm the only one that's used the cookbook at home. And my <laughs> husband's a great cook, but he has really enjoyed the things I've cooked out of it. Which Fantastic. anyone who knows me knows is a huge win. Well, i take that as a big compliment. Thank you. <laughs> this is Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Aaron Harvey. He's a cook and author. His book is called Our Meal, Their Meal, The Little Ones and Grown-Ups Cookbook. Now, the idea in many of these meals is um, having one meal, but you can sort of make one more appropriate for adults and one more appropriate for children. Um, is it all about uh, leaving out the more uh, the more full-on spices when it comes to... Sometimes, yes. Uh, sometimes it's about building something off something that's simple. Um, that, okay, there was a, an acorn that the book came from and it was uh, a breakfast that we were having at home and I was making a smoothie for myself and my wife and I was, you know, kind of, we're all about to leave the house and trying to figure out what to make for Isabella. Um, And so I poured out half the mixture out of the blender and realized that if I added a few ingredients, that's the pancake mixture. And so from that, just that simple thing, I went, oh, well, you know, if I make uh, a kind of a healthy version of chicken nuggets, I could also turn that into an udon uh, you know, a karagi chicken udon soup or, you, you know, or fish fingers could turn into a fish taco. or So it, it's just about instead of having to spend time cooking two complete things, uh, why not cook one thing that with just a few ingredients left in or out um, can, can kind of diverge and, and turn into two separate meals where parents can actually enjoy food, enjoy flavors, not have to sit there eating something that's a little bit more bland and kids, you know, can eat their meal and, you know, everyone's a happy person at the end of the day. In the beginning of your book, you also include tips for um, involving children in the cooking process. We have spoken on this um, program before about why that's important, Mm -hmm. so children know where their food's coming from. But what you have obviously... um, taste tested this book on Isabella. Did yep. you involve her in the kitchen as well when you were doing the I did. Recipes? There, there is actually a section at the back which is recipes that children, you know, good recipes to cook with, with your kids. Then they're, they're nothing complex. Sushi, apple turnovers, a pizza. Um, look, there's there's a couple of reasons why it's important. Um, number one, it's I, everyone should cook, I think. You know, it brings a family together. Um, it's a wonderful social space and it's a good skill to have for your life. Number two, it teaches you about food. Um, it makes children much more um, open to the idea of eating things and trying things they normally wouldn't because they're involved in that process. And I, I think it's the best bonding time you can have. You, you laugh, you make a mess, you do all these things, you let yourself go. So yes, Isabella tested all, all of these things and she had a blast. You know, uh, Apple turnover test day was a particularly good one in our house. 
I love it. Um, well, listen, um, as I mentioned, I've already tried a few of these recipes and my absolute favourite would have to be the meatballs and ah, pasta. Yeah, that's a pretty good dish. Delicious. My mother-in-law, Nonna Loretta, is probably the only person who listens to me every day. So, Nonna, if you're listening, apparently I'm giving you a run for the, your money with this Well, Nonna, um, uh, if you like them, Nonna, <laughs> I'll be particularly complimented because uh, Italian women who, women who know how to cook scare me the most. So, oh, yeah. yeah oh, no, go. she's an incredible cook. Uh, I'm very impressed that I could make that. But do you have a favorite recipe from the book? Um, look, I suppose the one that I spoke about, that banana shake one, I really like just simply because it's where it came from. There is a, a sentimental favorite for me in there. Uh, there's a, a recipe called Auntie Ed's Cowboy Oh, I'm stew. glad you brought that up because um, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So when I was a little kid, um, my great aunt who uh, were, unfortunately I lost my grandmother before I was born. So she was like my grandmother. She's the best woman in the world. And she, the book's dedicated to her, my auntie Edna. And, um, she used to make this beef stew that she used to call cowboy stew. So all the kids would come in and eat cowboy stew. And, you know, she passed recently and I thought, you know, I, I really wanted to honor that memory, uh, and keep that dish alive for however long. And, you know, maybe, yeah. Just it's got the one Vegemite thing that in it, doesn't it? It does, and it makes that beef stock so incredible. Uh, really? It's such a great trick. Uh, it's that Vegemite is this wonderful concentrate of flavors, and when you put it in with this beef that's been stewing for ages, the the flavor just explodes. It's a stew you won't forget. I promise you, it's it's wonderful. And uh, I remember her slaving over a stove all day making that, and it's one of the first memories I have of truly enjoying food. So. Yeah, it's, I think it's I'm going to have to try it now. I've got to admit, I saw the veggie. It's quite a simple, like it looks very quite simple. simple. Very, and I very thought, simple. There's no way this is going to be as yummy as the other things. Oh, it is. It is. It I is? promise you that the Vegemite is a secret weapon. She might have killed me for revealing her secret, <laughs> which was Vegemite, but I think it's time the world knew, knew yeah, about exactly. Annie Edna's Cowboy Stew. Yep, that's the one. Come and get it. Okay, yep. well, I'm going to oh, I'm gonna have to try that one too. <laughs> All right, well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be here. And thanks so much for having me. Pleasure. That was Cook Aaron Harvey, and his latest book is called, I'm going to read out the whole title so you can find it. (laughs) It's A House Husband's Guide, Our Meal, Their Meal, The Little Ones and Grown Ups Cookbook, and we'll put a link to it on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.